You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, the Bombers are at sixes and sevens. Well, that's six wins and seven losses. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> you work on that one for a bit, mate. <laughs> I did, mate. I've been thinking about that one. <laughs> I did, uh, this goes to show we're not we're very unscripted here, but um yeah, so I have worked on that. But um yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, what is that taking us four out of our last five wins? Um, mm-hmm. we've, so the club's going you know, pretty well. Like, um, and it, although it wasn't a great contest, it was a good contest to watch, but, I mean, it wasn't the dominant uh, contest I wished mm-hmm. for. Um, I thought that it showed that we have taken that next step because I think in the past we would have let those kind of games go. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you know, as soon as... Things got hard for us previously. Uh, yeah, they're absolutely the kind of games we'd uh, we'd let slip. And um, look, the, there was so many um, positives come out of that game. Um, you know, obviously the return of Sam Draper after he's uh, you know he'd, he'd been sidelined for a while with injury, and just the way he came back was absolutely brilliant. His his aggression around the footy in the contest was uh, was brilliant. We'll certainly uh, talk about him as the uh, podcast goes on, but. Um, you know, you looked at uh, our midfielders. I thought they were fairly well held, but they still managed to um, to operate as a unit. And, uh, you know, talking about units, it was Jakey Stringer in there for quite a lot of the game. And, geez, didn't he make his impact impact up, mate? Oh, he was huge. Um, you know, all the superlatives have, you know, have been mentioned uh, in the last 24 hours after his great performance. Um, and it just goes to show that, uh, I hope uh, Adrian Dodoro is doing the work, um, get this contract done. Obviously, yeah, it has to be a smart business decision for the Bombers. But, uh, you know, like as uh, David King just said, and I don't always agree with David King, but he does win us games um, occasionally. And, like, if you can do that two or three times a year, then, you know, he's probably worth a little bit extra. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, uh, you know, we've got to look... Um, long-term in the balance of the side. And, and certainly a player like Jake Stringer, uh, he brings so much to us. Um, you know, he can be that inside extractor when we need him. And he's, he's so explosive in the middle there, but he's also got that real X factor. He can make something out of nothing. Uh, you know, from his four goals in the night, you know, three of those were just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, you sort of wonder, you yeah, know, who else um, could, could kick these sorts of goals. Um, yeah, equally, he, he does some things that you... Uh, you scratch your head at, but um, like you, you cannot uh, fault um, his his game of the night, and um, yeah, certainly he was a major difference uh, for us. Um, you know, going to going through the sort of uh, the stats throughout the game for each side, they're they're fairly even. Um, you know, Hawks had slightly more disposals, uh, but you know, inside fifties pretty similar. They had fifty to our forty seven. Our disposal efficiency uh, around the ground was 68.6% to their 73. Um, so we did uh, fumble the ball a, a bit. Um, interestingly, they had 26 free kicks to our 16. Um, I didn't feel like it was it was that lopsided on the night. Um, you know, maybe that's just uh, from a day after. Maybe maybe at the time I was a bit more um, uh, noticing those sorts of things. But I, I thought it was a pretty well umpired match, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really the, the clearances where we got on top of them, you know, 42 to their 29 and, 
uh, you know, Sam Draper, Jakey Stringer uh, were a big part of that. Um, and, and as Jake Stringer said after the game, you know, Draper was just chucking him straight down his throat. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely owed him a, a couple of beers, as he said. Um, so, uh, yeah, at the, at the end of the day, it also came down to contested possessions. You know, we, we got up on that, 156 to 137. Uh, they got more uncontested possessions, uh, but... Um, you know, certainly the contested stuff is what we want to be striving our game on. Um, and, and the rest of it comes down to, you know, running patterns and, and things like that. I think Hawks were um, slightly smarter at that at times, uh, running in numbers. Um, but we were fortunate that, uh, you know, when they did get runs of play on, uh, they just didn't kick accurately, mate. Um, yeah, so they missed plenty of uh, scoring opportunities. Um which, uh, yeah, kept us in the game. And in the end, we were able to run away with it. Yeah, it was quite noticeable. Uh, yeah, they had a, a bit of the yips in front of goal, I thought. And um, I think that's, you know, went a long way to us holding that lead for most of the game. Like, uh, And the Hawks, like, you know, to give them credit, they played a specific way, not wanting to go head-to-head with us in a shootout, as uh, mm. Clark had mentioned. And um, as frustrating as it was, they certainly were playing in a way to try and slow down the play. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think, um, you know, Clarkson's a, uh, you know, obviously a really good coach. So he, uh, he knows what he's doing and uh, instructed his troops well. But um, we just managed to, uh, to keep, keep pressing. The, the things that were really noticeable to me, Jane, um, was, uh, yeah, I guess it's that Richmond style of, play just get the ball forward at all opportunities like we got a couple of goals where uh, the blokes were just you know sliding around in the ground um you know throwing a fist at the ball just to get it going that little bit forward um you know there was that one where i think it was carl and and then um you know dev smith got on the end of it and just towed it forward um and we ended up being able to snaffle that one up and and get a goal out of it so it's little things like that where yeah, previously we were trying to get the clean possession where it just wasn't there to be had. Um, and interesting, I did find it interesting, mate, because obviously it's hard for us to tell on the TV screen, but um, the players were saying it was pretty slippery out there. So perhaps that goes to some of the skill deficiencies uh, we sort of noticed on the day. But um, certainly we really had to scrap, uh, scrap for the ball, uh, scrap to get uh, possession and, and meterage forward. And uh, that was a, a really big, uh, sign to me that we're uh, yeah, definitely building that sort of blue collar culture of um, just doing everything we can to to win the game of footy. I've got to say a huge shout out to the Tassie fans that got along to watch the uh, game. Like they were fantastic. And, um, you know, watching it, you know, it, was a, it looked like a good day. Like I know uh, Tassie's renowned for being cold, but yeah, you know, the gods were kind to us. There was no r- real rain, and um, it was just. A cool day, but like it looked like that. Um, that crowd was just so pro Essendon. And when you think how long, how many games, and how long uh, Hawthorne have been playing down there, mm. for us to clearly outnumber them, um, and and have you know easily like I, I thought we had, you know, a big chunk of that crowd it was all about the bombers. And um, yeah, I, I'd imagine that the Hawks would be scratching their head going, hang on, we've put all this time and effort <laughs> playing down there and uh, Essendon haven't played there for like 30 years or something, um, come down and they rule the roost. But 
it just goes to show, uh, I think there's a little uh, headline, box office bombers, they're calling us, because um, <laughs> and we're getting the sellouts uh, you know, in Perth, Tassie, and uh, let's hope that uh, you know, one day uh, in the not-too-far future um, we can get a sellout in Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and I think, you know, the, the big thing uh, for me for that is uh, just how loyal Essendon supporters are. Um, you know, we've been through some pretty rubbish times, mate. Um, and there's, uh, I'm sure... Oh, are... really? I, I, <laughs> I wasn't aware. Did you feel me? <laughs> but, 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 you know, I'm sure there would have been clubs that would have folded by now. Um yeah, not only the lack of success on the field, but you know, obviously everything else that went on. Uh, but we continue to, um, yeah, really, uh, we show up, uh, we we cheer the boys on, we support them. Um, as disappointing as we might have found them previously, we still we're still there. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's great to be part of the sort of bomber family. I think it's a, um, yeah, we're the sort of fabric of the club, and we uh, yeah need to hold that together, which is a. Uh, so it's fantastic to see that we're able to, uh, you know, rock up and um, show such big support to the boys, no matter where we are in the country. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it's a, it's also a. Um, I think the fans are really starting to see this is a brand of footy we can actually start to depend upon. Uh, you know, for years now we've been saying, you know, what's our brand like? What what are we actually trying to do? Because Sometimes when we look good on the burst, um, yeah, it might look nice, but then we'd have patches both within games and across games where um, there was just no identifiable sort of brand of footy, certainly nothing that would stand up in finals. And uh, <laughs> we certainly know that's the case when we haven't won one for, uh, you know, 16, 17 years, mate. So, um, no, it's great to see the, uh, the Bomber faithful, um, you know, really uh, being energised by... Um, you know, what the, the club's been able to rebuild, um, that sort of culture and, and, and trust back in the playing list. And look, a lot of that has to go down to, um, you know, truck, obviously, uh, and Paul Brasher. Um, so, now, nah, well done to the club for, um, you know, uh, making believers of us because certainly uh, when Brasher first came out and said, no, nah, we're, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, uh, you know, I'm sure... I'm not the only one that said, yeah, no worries. We've heard all that before. Um, tell me about it when you've actually done something. And um, yeah, we, uh, it's out there on the park for us to see, mate. Um, you know, uh, certainly a much greater brand of footy um, to watch. One more that's more dependable. Uh, and you see that the players, they seem to be playing for each other a lot more. So um, that's great science. Yeah, I read a good quote from Zach Merritt. And he basically said that he had to stay for truck because Truck had given him so much clarity around you know, what he wanted to achieve with Essendon and how it was going to be, hap- how it would happen. And um, he's been longing for that. These are the kind of conversations Zach had wanted and also have a little bit of uh, belief in, in what they're actually presenting to him. And so, yeah, Truck must have been able to do that to Zach because, you know, Boyle reports... Uh, you know, early in the year, even Zach was pretty close out the door. Like in his mind, in his mind, he was, you know, um, wasn't too impressed with uh, last year. But I think, you know, special uh, 
special mention to John Walsh while he's listening, but um, <laughs> just like, uh, and like, we shouldn't pot a guy tried to come and help the club, and he did initially, but I mean, um, the clarity of having just one coach, mm. not trying to, uh, you know, have mixed messages where, you know, the guy who's presented to the media is, as your coach, is not really coaching from internal and, you know, it just wasn't a good mix. Um, mm-hmm. But now, now we have got that. Um, you know, I don't think uh, we'll see a situation like that again. I think, you know, uh, once you've made your decision and, and like, again, we don't try to pop people who tried to help the club, but um, I have to note that since Walsfold arrived at Carlton, I don't think they won. Well, they've beaten, <laughs> beaten us. Yeah, it's a bit like Sardi as well. Like his one really great game was against us, so mm-hmm. um, we kind of cursed that way. But I mean, um, you know, I think that as a club, we've got to be, you know, we're, and like, and keeping in mind, we haven't achieved anything yet. Like, you know, um, we've probably beaten most of the teams that you know we're uh, even with, apart from the West Coast win. Um, I think the other teams that we won, um, you know, like. We're around the mark with them, um, and the Hawthorne game is probably similar to that as well. But I mean, when you take into account we've lost three games by under three points or three points and under, um, you know, a little bit of luck your way, uh, we wouldn't be too far, you know, being inside the eight right now. Um, you know, the big test now is we've got you know two of the top three teams we're going to be playing in the next two weeks, uh, the top of the leader, top of the ladder demons. Uh, followed by the third place cats uh, down at Geelong. So um, these next two weeks, more than anything, will probably give us a really good gauge on uh, where we where we are currently, not where we're mm. going to go. But mm. I mean, how can we take on these teams that over you know thirteen weeks or thirteen rounds have you know pretty quite clearly been um, you know the, the two of the top three teams. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It'll be massive uh, challenges for us. And um, I think the the one thing I want to see, and I'm sure what most Essendon fans want to see, is just that consistent effort, um, you know, and not going to the contest scared, you know, going in there, um, you know, almost expecting uh, to win uh, each contest, uh, because that's the only way we're going to come out on on top, if, if possible. Uh, but really, I just wanted to give them a red-hot crack, um, you know, if we if we lose, you know that that happens in games of, games of footy. Uh, but what I don't want to see is us lowering our colours and um, you know playing scared footy. I want us to stick to the structures that you know truckers uh, set out and the coaching staff. And uh, and I think you know there's no reason why we can't give them a uh, a red hot shake. Um, you know certainly they've got the more mature bodies, the uh, more experienced guys who've been playing. Um, you know, a lot more solid systems uh, for a lot longer than than we have. But uh, no, as long as we we give them a red hot crack, mate. Um, you know, I'm sure us Bomber fans would be uh, pretty happy to see that. While um, yeah, while we might not be at the same level um, of a Melbourne or a Geelong, um, yeah, we're we're certainly building toward that, and yeah, signs have been pretty promising so far, mate. Yeah, sure, sure has. Um, now we've got a bit of news uh, we should go through before we go into the games, mate. Um, and like nothing breaking, but I, I think things that we should cover. Um, we had a spate of signings over the last couple of weeks. 
Um, you know, obviously, I think we had at one stage 23 players out of contract, hmm. um, which just goes to show how much work is involved retaining your list. Um, uh, but we've had a spate of signings. Who, who have we signed up, mate? Yeah, so we signed up um, Nick Bryan. So he signed up for another two years. So he signed on to 2023. Uh, we signed Alec Waterman uh, for another year. So he stays on the uh, rookie list. Um, we signed up uh, Mason Redman. Uh, so he also signed up to a two-year deal uh, until 2023. Um, and then last but certainly not least, mate, is um, Zach Merritt. Uh, a six-year contract, so signing on till 2027. Yeah, that was exciting. Um, yeah, the media team in Essendon kind of, uh, you know, floated it by saying, you know, it basically showed a um, emoji with a hand and a, a pen, and um, which signing uh, would this reflect? Or yeah, something words to effect. And um, which player do you think of when you see this emoji? And uh, yeah, um, I actually thought it was regarding Parrish, um, but it was Merritt. And, um, yeah, it was great to get his signature, you know, at the midway point because I thought this one might drag out a bit. Um, yeah, but uh, Zach cleared it up very clearly. So, to me, that's good on two accounts. One, we lock up Merritt long term. But secondly, uh, the club knows where it's at financially to really focus in on other targets, Um you know, that the club may have, and I'm sure they're hunting, you know, there's been little bits of uh, talk about, you know, did Essendon have a genuine interest in Josh Kelly? Um, it doesn't look likely, mate, because he's got a trigger to sign, I think it's eight years for $8 million now. Well, I can't yeah. see uh, Essendon going anywhere near that. Kind of, uh, that would financially really lock up your salary cap for some time. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great player. Like, don't get me wrong, and we'd love you know that another A grade midfielder. But um, yeah, I think like that talk would. I think you know North are more likely um, having that kind of salary cap room. Uh, but yeah, like I think you know we're going to see our depth's being tested. There's no doubt about that. Um, watching the VFL, mate, uh, there was a. <laughs> I think at one stage we were like one goal to ten, um, so we we looked pretty much out of it. But like, yeah, the boys showed a bit of fight in that second half. But um, yeah, like the new signing Sam Durham uh, looked pretty good, mate. Uh, especially in the first half, even when we were struggling, uh, he was clearly our best player. I thought, um, and with some of the stats from yesterday's game. Um, I would think he's, he'd be even a chance to get a game against Melbourne. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, a bit like Will Snelling when he came in, it didn't take him long to work his way into the senior team. Mm. And I guess if you're going to sign these players in the mid-season uh, draft, uh, you must have a, a mind generally to have a look at them um, at senior level. So he might be one that gets a run. But um, Harry Mackay, we've missed out on, mate. Um I know the club was pretty keen on having a good chat with him, but he signed a two-year deal. Um, interestingly, that takes him up to free agency. So, um, and, and let's face it, uh, Carlton would never have made that transaction easy, even if he had said he wanted to come to Essendon. Mm, yeah. um, you know, 
they would have uh, made us pay and pay big time and um, and probably played a, a few games along the way. So probably wasn't likely. And, you know, at least with free agency, if he, he's still available in a couple of years' time, uh, he might be a player that you um, be able to just get out and give him compensation. Uh, you know, the AFL might give the compensation. So, um, yeah, so we're still going to be looking for that key forward, mate. But uh, the way Harry Jones played, uh, the other bit of news is that he's uh, he got the Rising Star nomination this week. Um, so that's two in a row, mate. So, um, yeah. yeah. We, uh, Certainly is. Like, I think uh, Nick Cox got the Rising Star nomination the day after um, our last episode. So, yeah, it's great to see uh, the young, blo- young Bombers um, yeah, get some recognition for their efforts. And, yeah, both of them been playing great guns. Yeah, uh, fantastic. So uh, next is uh, Archie Perkins. He's got to do his bit to get his nomination. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah no, it's good to see some of these Bomber boys being recognised. All right, mate. Well, um, why don't we have a quick break? Um, it's a fairly long intro. Yes. And um, we'll come back and we'll go through the quarters. And you're listening to Don's Cast. So, mate, we, we uh, have kind of thrown our schedule out. We usually uh, would have uh, come back with our voting, but we'll go on to the game itself. And the game started uh, in front of a pro Essendon crowd. Um, and it was a bit of a slow contest to start up. Yeah, mate. Um, you know, both teams were pretty scrappy. And, you know, we seem to be playing one back behind the ball. Um and that seemed to mean that our forward line was getting dragged up a bit. So we had no one to kick to when we finally got the ball going forward. Uh, finally, though, uh, you know, Langford made something out of nothing and had a snap at goal on the left, uh, but it was a bit shallow and it was rushed through for a behind. Uh, then Wingard had an opportunity for them, for Hawthorne, uh, when he floated forward and took an easy mark. But uh, fortunately, he missed uh, for a minor score. Um and then Jones got a free kick in our forward 50 when uh, head-eye contact was called. But, yeah, unfortunately, he missed as well. Uh, you know, kicked a real helicopter and it fell short and, you know, it was rushed through for one more behind. So, yeah, it was very hard going early for, for both sides, it seemed. Um, and then uh, Guelphie uh, then marked a, a rush kick out of our forward line right on 50, but couldn't make much of it. But when Nick Cox was able to get his hands free and pass it out to Nick Hind, who kicked it into the forward line, Jones took a great mark, uh, but a free kick was paid to Hooker. Um, it would have been good to see that one paid, uh, but um, yeah, Hooker ran in uh, and he kicked it straight into the man on the mark. Uh, poor old Frosty. So um, yeah, it was it was hard going early, but uh, not long after, Jones took another huge mark, and this time it was paid, about 20 metres out, straight in front, and uh, he put through our first goal. Yeah, it was exciting the way Harry Jones was flying for his marks. And, uh, mm. you know, he just it was very graceful the way he was marking. And mm. um, you just got to think, mate, I don't know, we were only talking about today's game or yesterday's game, but um, you know, in the years to come, if you can add a bit of, weight to that frame and hold his positioning and not lose his leap. Um, he's a tantalising prospect. 
Yeah, sure is, mate. Um, just great hands and really good timing as well. Um, you know, the thing I sort of noticed throughout the game um, was even if he jumped a bit early, he seemed to be able to, um, you know, almost float for a bit, like you know, hold his hold his position and uh, you know, take the grab. So, no, his timing was just, um, yeah, just marvelous. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, on the other side, you know, that CJ uh, Jayath um, for Hawthorne, he was killing us. Uh, and when a ball was put out in front of Ned Carl, he lost the foot race to CJ and they were able to work it up the ground and get their first goal through Kaczynski. Yeah, um, you can see how much pace uh, Jaff had on um, Carl. Like, uh, and Carl's effort was definitely there, so it wasn't like he gave up the ghost. But uh, he just couldn't make any ground on him. And um, I've got to say, from the first quarter, I thought Jaff went out of the game a little bit. So... Yeah, you know, I thought that was one good thing about. You know, I thought we put a bit of defensive work into him. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, we we did a bit after that, but uh, yeah, look, we were able to get the next clearance um, when Guelphie beeline the footy. Um, it was actually a really good move from Guelphie, but yeah, unfortunately, his disposal was a bit scrappy again, and um, yeah, he, he passed it to Parrish, and he finally got onto it. Uh, and he kicked it forward to Langford, uh, who had his arms chopped and was paid the free, and he kicked the goal from right on 50. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, on first look, I thought, oh, we're lucky to get that, but um, it was quite clearly chopping of the arms um, on the replay, so it was a good one from the ref, uh, from the ump, sorry, from the ref, I want to say. But, um, yeah, like, then Hawthorne had a bit of the play locked in their uh, forward line, you know, but they only got uh, points from Kaczynski and Mitchell. Mm. Yeah, which is um, which is lucky because again, like that CJ was was mopping up our forward entries with ease. Um, so uh, then uh, Jackie Stringer pounced on a scrimshaw fumble uh, and towed it forward, and then from about you know twenty meters out on a bit of an angle, he socketed it through for a goal. And yeah, personally, I would have liked to see him. Uh, pick it up, but uh, you know, you don't complain when they go through, do you, mate? No, I think it was actually Wingard, mate, he, um, who made a mess of that, um, with that, with that drop mark. Mm. You know, as he, he went down to a, a tricky spot for him, and uh, yeah, yeah, Stringer basically kicked it, you know, 20 meters, ran onto it, and hit it with the side of the foot. Um, and it just went beautifully for him. So, uh, as the commentator said, he's been watching the Euros um, a fair bit, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a masterclass in uh, how to do that. Um, and as uh, uh, Mitchell was saying uh, – sorry, not Mitchell. Um, uh, what's the other Hawthorne ex-player? Uh, uh, it's gone oh, Lewis. Uh, yeah, uh, Lewis. Yeah. said, um, oh, I wouldn't like to be him if he had have, uh, stuffed that up. Um, yeah, like – let his, he would have burned his teammates, but uh, I think that's the thing with Jake. Uh, you, you got to take the good and the bad with him. He, he can be brilliant, and uh, he was there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, with that, mate, um, we ended up ending the quarter eleven points up. So uh, three goals, two twenty to Hawthorne's one goal, three nine. Yeah, um, like I said, it was a slow start, but it looked like we started to get some uh, ascendancy in that. Uh, the last part of that first quarter. And when Stringer went into the guts um, and, you know, some good teamwork got got him uh, the ball inside the centre square and he kind of uh, sidestepped Mitchell and just 
bombed it beautifully and hit Tipper right on the chest. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful kick. Like, he just roosted it. And uh, yeah, Tipper was good enough to mark it. And he went back in the pocket and kicked truly to uh, to get us going in the second. And uh, just at that point of the game, I thought, well, here's a chance. Can we put them to the sword? You know, um, you know, we had a good break on them at this stage. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly wasn't going to be that way because, you know, for the next few minutes, um, Hawthorne again controlled the play. But again, their return was mainly behind. Yeah, it was. And we were we were pretty lucky um, with that. Um, you know, I actually quite liked it. You know, when uh, yeah, Wingard got that free kick uh, when Nikon was a bit boisterous in the tackle, um, but he tried to be a bit cheeky. You know, playing on and having that shot on the left, and the crowd sure uh, let him know about it when he missed, mate. Um, and uh, you know, in the meantime, you know, Jones took another big grab on the wing, and as you said, mate, it was just great to see him flying for his marks. Um, you know, O'Brien missed, uh, Kaczynski missed, and um, yeah, you just had to think, you know, whoever their boot starter was, uh, we owe them a slab because, uh, yeah, they just they couldn't couldn't kick straight. Um, we then had a nice bit of play when Langford uh, gave a don't argue on the wing and kicked it to Stringer, who ran around and kicked it forward, and Guelphie was able to make a contest for Tip, Tipper to mop it up. Um, unfortunately, he, he only managed to minor score, though. Uh, and then another lovely bit of play when uh, Peter Wright took a beautiful mark at half forward and he kicked it to a contest where Jones was able to take a big grab. And, uh, we got it inside 50, but we had to scrap for it. But, uh, yeah, we just couldn't couldn't get it on the scoreboard. And then uh, Nick Hind had that great run, um, uh, but seemed to have no one to kick to. You know, he took a, bit, uh, took a few bounces and eventually he was run down or, you know, it was, it was said that he, he ran too far. But, uh, yeah, the Hawks all over him in, in any case and uh yeah they they got it down their end and eventually mitchell kicked a goal yeah and with that one like that was a classic case of a um like if you could see hind he was taking like stutter steps mate they they weren't a meter mm. each time he did it and they did the count it was 15 of steps but like they weren't um full length gates you know they're they actually like yeah, especially in those last five were really like tippy toes kind of stuff. But um, as you say, he was under enormous pressure and it didn't look like he had a target to kick it to. So, mm. um, but it was exciting nonetheless. Uh, yes. But then you saw the Hawks um, start to get control of the game. Yeah, we did. Um, but, uh, you know, before that, um, you know, we had the other entry forward when. Hind released right and hit Parrish and he worked up the ground. But yeah, that free was paid against Smith and it turned out to be pretty costly. Like it was an unrealistic attempt um, from Smith um, uh, and they were able to work it straight back up their end and Bruce was able to snap one through to cut our lead uh, to just three. Um, you know, we got the next couple of, uh, next clearance rather. Um, but after Stringer fluffed a couple of passes, uh, the Hawks pounced on it and Wingard was able to run on to one um, out the back and put them in front. Um, so, you know, and it could have got even worse because Scrimshaw sold Dev Smith uh, into moving while uh, on the mark and 50 was paid, but yeah, luckily he missed. Yeah, that was uh, really frustrating. 
Uh, you've got to say, Dev Smith didn't have a great first half or game, to be honest. But, I mean, like, that first half, everything he went near looked like it was going to go to disastrous levels. So, um, yeah, he wasn't winning too many fans, I don't think. But, as you say, luckily for Dev, um, Jake, Jack Scrimshaw missed it. And um, just right on half time, we saw a... Um, Great goal from Jake Stringer to put us back in front just before the half. Yeah, and like what what really impressed me about that was you know Hebel came up the ground um, you know to take that mark uh, you know when they tried to kick it out of their fifty and he kicked to a contest um, which was well made by Tipper you know he, he really flew for it uh, you know almost taking three uh, Hawthorne opponents there and yeah as you said mate Jakey Stringer pounced on it and kicked a beautiful snap to have us go into the half two points up so we finished up uh, five goals 3.33 to Hawthorne's four goals 7.31 and um, I did uh, like uh, the reaction of Alistair Clarkson it was <laughs> clearly uh, you know, pretty annoyed um, allowing that with about six seconds to go so um, always good to get a goal late and uh yeah, um, even though we weren't playing terrific football, um, you'd rather be in front at halftime than behind. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, uh, yeah, as we went into that second half, um, you know, Draper had started with some kind of game, mate, you know, with plenty of grabs and aggression. And he started the same in the second half with a couple of big, important marks, um, you know, often sort of intercepting when Hawthorne were trying to bring up the ground. And, you know, when he was able to hit Hooker up the ground and Hooker in turn was able to hit Stringer, in the pocket, he marked it. Stringer kicked the goal from about uh, you know twenty meters out on a bit of an angle, and it was an eight-point game. Yeah, it was um, it, it was very good, but that is just as equally frustrating when um, Kaczynski got a goal pretty much uh, not long after that. Yeah, it was frustrating, but yeah, you have to say it was a pretty classy uh, little banana kick um, mm. from Kaczynski to put that through, but. Um, Look, then Draper won the next clearance and looked to be streaming forward, uh, but it was like he doubted himself. And instead of uh, pinning the ears back and having a ping, uh, he handballed it terribly to Langford and the Hawks were uh, able to take it away. Look, we were able to win it back though. And eventually Ned Kale was able to pounce on a loose ball and kick one through off his left peg. And yeah, Ned had had a... You know, Forgettable first half, it's got to, got to be said. And, uh, you know, he's a bit of a surprise inclusion when you think about it. Um, you know, hadn't looked like getting a game for a while um, before the bye. Um, so he must have been having some self-doubts. But that was actually quite a clever play because he tapped the ball rather than taking possession of it and then, um, you know, did the right thing and steered a goal through once he did get onto that ball. But... Uh, yeah, Ned Carl, um, he would have been relieved with that. It was a nice play. Yeah, certainly certainly was. Um, and then, uh, you know, Hawthorne, you know, they were really trying to lock it in their forward 50 and Hind was able to grab it and went on a merry dance. You know, he took five bounces. He brought the ball up the ground and uh, we worked it into our forward 50. But unfortunately, we just uh, were only able to manage the minor score from Guelphie. Um yeah, and then, uh, you know, Segler got that free kick when Lav pushed him in the back. Um, uh, but he missed from 30 out in their pocket. Uh, and then when Cox got taken in a pretty light tackle, you have to say. Uh, but, you know, he, he didn't dispose of it correctly. 
Uh, Bruce was given the free and he kicked it through to bring us back to just a one-point game. And pretty much, uh, yeah, in another minute or two, uh, they'd get another, yet another goal through Kaziski, uh, and he kicked his third goal. Yeah, he, he did. Um, you know, it just seemed like there was a lack of communication between Laverde and Zerk Thatcher. You know, it looked like Zerk Thatcher was going to take the mark, but then Laverde tried to spoil and, you know, the, that ball just got gobbled up by Kaziski, as you say, mate, and uh, he kicked it through to put them in front. Um, but we won the next clearance uh, when Stringer got a Hawthorne handball out to uh, Parrish. And what I mean there is I don't reckon he handballed it at all. <laughs> um, uh, and he got it out to Parrish, who kicked it forward to Tipper, who marked about 40 metres out. And he stood up for us, mate, and he kicked an important goal to take the lead back for us. Yeah, it was good that we got that reply pretty much. Yeah, again, I, I like the way we were replying to them. Like we, um, If you remember in round one, mate, we allowed a number of goals. I think it was seven or eight goals in a row. Um, and that's the thing I, I really wanted to see the club correct is like um, try and stop those runs of goals that were allowed against some of the teams. Um, so I was really impressed with the way we were responding. And then uh, Nick Hind... Uh, one of the plays of the day, mate, with the uh, electric burst and run and after a beautiful link-up play between Parrish and Merritt. And, um, yeah, that was a beautiful goal um, that, you know, that he took you know, after receiving handball. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Like, as you say, like he was involved off the half-back and uh, he's the one who got it to Parrish and, you know, they sort of worked it, worked it through. And then, uh, you know, when Merritt took that mark, you know, he, he released Hind and, he just kept running. He bursted past Wingard, um, took a bounce right in front of him as well, just to add a bit of cheek to it. Um, and yeah, to, to kick that ripper from right on 50, had a seven points up. And um, look, we got the next rush behind, uh, bringing it to eight points. Um, but then when uh, Bruce was able to take a mark in their pocket, <laughs> he was able to uh, use all his class to snap one through. And, you know, it was, it was back to just two points. Yeah, it was, it was like one of those goal for goal games, wasn't it? But um, you know, uh, lastly, uh, Heppel, uh, he actually burst his way through the center of the ground, mate, and um, yeah, he was streaming inside fifty, and yeah, probably he hasn't been down there too often this year, mate. But uh, yeah, he missed an opportunity, but uh, yeah, it was on the back of a good play of uh, you know, running down from the halfback play. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's it. But um, uh, yeah, uh, they um, have I framed you there, mate? Yeah, just, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, right. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, Heppel had that um run of play as well. You know, um, yeah, he had about fifty, yeah, about the fifty meter mark and went to run through, but he seemed to be unsure of where his uh, kick was going to go, whether he was going to have a shot at or kick to hooker and manage the minor score only. But uh, look, that um, took our lead to three points and that's how we ended the quarter. So nine goals, 5.59 to the Hawks, eight goals, 8.56. Yeah, so um, again, it was going to be another nervous game interstate, which we've had a few, um, you know, especially with those uh, games against Sydney and the GWS where we lost by three points and two points. Um, and I just hoped we wouldn't let this one go, mate, because 
Uh, to lose to Hawthorne once is only tolerable, but uh, to lose it <laughs> twice would be, um, especially after being in front in both games, would have been uh, incredibly frustrating. But uh, I've got to say, the Hawks started the better and started the last term. Yeah, they did, mate. They got that first clearance, but uh, McAvoy only managed to behind. Uh, but then when uh, an uncharacteristic Ridley kick was intercepted by Shields from about 50, uh, he kicked it through and uh, again, Hawthorne had the lead. Uh, but then with a little bit of magic, mate, uh, Jake Stringer was able to read a ruck tap. Um, and with just his right hand free, he was able to snap one through from about 35 metres out and we took back the lead. Uh, it was an incredible goal, like um, uh, one of the best that he's kicked in bomber colours, mate, uh, and you know, really important for us to to get that one. But, um, yeah, that was followed on by Harrison Jones again, you know, being the man that um, looked like he was going to be flying for everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, look, it's got to be said that, yeah, Draper, who'd been playing well all night, like he was able to grab the footy on the wing and he just roosted it forward. And yeah, Harry Jones, as you say, mate, he was just able to read it best and took that mark about 35, 40 metres out and kicked the bloody goal to have his eight points in front. Uh, and then when Stringer released Langford, who had a bit of a run outside of the 50 and he bombed it forward, Harry Jones was again able to take a mark about 20 metres out, this time straight in front. <laughs> and it looked scripted for him, but um, unfortunately, he shanked the kick. But um, it was great for him to be uh, you know, leaping at those uh, marks and, and taking them. Uh, but then, you know, after peppering it forward, uh, we rushed through a point for the Hawks and tried to reset. And, you know, the Hawks kept pushing. Uh, and after another entry, uh, Mitchell was able to kick another point to them. Uh, but we were finding it difficult to get it out of their forward half. Uh, finally, we broke through, though, and uh, it was great teamwork when the boys just kept pushing it forward. And when Dev Smith towed it toward Hooker, he was able to draw a man and pass it over the top to Tipper, who uh, sold some candy and passed it to Guelphie right on the goal line, and he kicked it through. Yeah, that was a terrific play. You know, almost played on a, um, you know, in a phone box, you know, you know <laughs> using the linking handballs. Um, but it was fantastic the way we did that, and you know, really unselfish play from all involved um, and you know, a great kick and uh, in the, a great time to kick a goal. I mean, and um, Guelphie was pretty excited, I think. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. Uh, yeah, not often he gets an opportunity to kick a goal and uh, it was certainly an important one. Um, but the Hawks were able to work it forward again uh, and when Bruce marked it right on the boundary in the pocket again, I thought, oh, bloody hell, he's going to kick it, but Luckily, he missed, uh, but it brought our lead back to 12 points and there were still nine minutes left in the game. Uh, and then Jimmy Stewart then got taken in the tackle trying to rip the ball out of their 50, but uh, O'Brien's kick for goal was was short, so he managed only a point there. Uh, and then we got it into our forward line by sheer will and Jakey String was paid a free for contact below the knees right on the boundary. Um, you know, normally these are the ones that, that he kicks, mate. Um, certainly after such a great game he'd had so far, but he uh, only managed the point. Um, but the Hawks kept coming. Um, and uh, it was a really great bit of play when Newcomb had the footy on the wing and Jakey Stringer just came out of nowhere to mow him down with a big tackle to arrest the Hawks' momentum. That was a huge effort. And you can see how much uh, you know, meterage that... Uh... 
yeah, uh, sorry, that Stringer had to put in to make ground, and you know, he was totally committed to that and fantastic tackle. Yeah, it was, mate. Uh, uh, you know, the, the ball kept sort of ping-ponging around, uh, and then Guelphie got taken down uh, in a tackle by Silk, and, you know, I thought he got the handball out, but, you know, it was paid, um, and they got 52, and... Um, Fortunately, I mean, fortunately for us, you know, they weren't able to do anything with it, uh, just with some desperate defending by our boys. Uh, and then with just two minutes and a half, uh, two and a half minutes left, rather, Moore was given a free for a push in the back from Redmond. Uh, and he put it through and, you know, it was just a one goal ball game. Uh, and then with the horse continuing to compress, uh, Harry Jones took a huge mark on the wing and tried to pump it forward for us. Uh, we ended up with a footy and Jakey Stringer made a big tackle right on the boundary. Uh, he tried to suck up a bit of time, but interestingly, mate, the, the clock wasn't ticking down. Um, and as the Hawks uh, kicked a massive barrel down the ground where they got the ball back, Jimmy Stewart took a big mark and kicked it back into our forward line. And as the ball bobbled around, Parrish was able to run onto it and kick through a goal to ice the game for us. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> It's great to see the emotion from the players, like knowing that that was going to be enough to get the win. Mm. Um, yeah, and when you talked about that clock being stopped, mate, I, I thought surely the Hawf or no guy's <laughs> doing the clock there. He's uh, <laughs> giving them every opportunity. But um, uh, it was good to see Justice Stunned and Essendon, um, you know, get that win over the Hawks that they desperately needed. Um, as I said, we're, we're still, you know, unlikely to make finals, but. It's yeah, it looks so much better the brand of footy we're playing, even though it wasn't a great game as a whole. Um, you know, I, I just feel like we're playing totally different to last year. Yeah, certainly are, mate. Um, yeah, to get that win, so you know, by thirteen points, so we won uh, thirteen goals, eight eighty six to the Hawks, ten goals, thirteen seventy three. Um, yeah, showed real grit and determination by the boys, and uh, uh, you know, certainly. There were uh, some standout performers, um, but certainly there were enough role players to um, uh, to help us get that win. And yeah, I think it was a, a really important one for us uh, going forward for the boys to get that bit of belief that uh, you know even when you aren't playing the best footy, uh, you can still manage to work and and grind out a result. And yeah, it was just great to see. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, all right, so. Uh... Do we want to go straight into the votes, mate? Yeah, why not, mate? Um, so I'll uh, I'll lead us off, um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, it'll always be funny because I think everyone will read this one different. But um, look, for mine, um, for one vote, uh, I went uh, big Sammy Draper. I thought it was an outstanding return uh, from him. And and certainly, um, you know, he, he made a real impact Um all around the ground. So, yeah, ended up racking the 15 disposals, had uh, six marks, a couple of tackles, uh, the 18 hitouts there. But the big thing for me was nine clearances, mate. Um, absolutely huge there. Um, sort of made his, made a bit of a hole in the in the centre there with, um, you know, seven uh, intercept possessions. So um, that's, that's to go along with five score involvement. So, um, yeah, you can't go... Much better than that, um, yeah. Particularly when you've racked up um, fourteen contested possessions out of your fifteen posies at the end of the day. Um, absolutely outstanding by him. Um, 
yeah, just his aggression and ability to contest with Segler and McAvoy at various um, times was brilliant. So one vote to him. Uh, two votes I went for um, Harrison Jones. Um, I thought his his marking power was um, absolutely brilliant. Um, and interestingly enough, he uh, he also had ten contested possessions, mate. Um, so yeah, obviously fourteen possessions all up. Ten of those were contested, which was brilliant. Uh, kicked a couple of goals. Um, yeah, had a had another shot, but uh, unfortunately didn't steer that one through. But um, yeah, he's, he's eight marks. Um, yeah, were absolutely brilliant. Uh, it was just a uh, for mine. It was a real sort of coming of age game for him, um, and certainly that seems to be rewarded uh, with that rising star nomination, as you said earlier, mate. Uh, the two, three votes rather. Uh, I went for Darcy Parish. Now, um, you know, it wasn't his uh, most dominant performance, but I thought he was really important for us uh, in the centre there. So, had uh, six clearances, uh, two goal assists, uh, and kicked that goal at the end himself. Um, yeah, so just the twenty-four disposals, and I say, you know, just, you know, kind of uh, with it. Um, yeah, tongue in cheek, um, because certainly you know he's been racking up the pill at will previously, but um, this one was a bit harder contest, and um, you know I, I thought he was brilliant. You know, got uh, eight score involvements, um, you know, ten contested possessions. Uh, I thought you know his his work all around the ground was was excellent. Um, so three votes to Parish, uh, four votes I went to uh, Nick Hind. I thought he was fantastic. He's his run and carry from the halfback was absolutely brilliant. And, you know, he got 745 metres gained uh, for that game, Jane. Um, and I think he had nine bounces or so on the night, which is uh, <laughs> a pretty, pretty good effort. Um, racked up the 25 disposals, kicked that ripper of a goal. Um, you know, which I'm sure many of us will uh, remember for a while yet. Um, but it was just that his, his dare and, Willingness to to pull off that kick uh, to to open up the the ground, you know, there was that kick that he made um, to Langford in the middle of the ground, just opened it up and allowed us to um, get another forward entry. Uh, he's just got it's his speed, it's his vision, it's his um, you know ability to make uh, those difficult kicks. Um, uh, it's just such a valuable player for us. Um, yeah, I thought he really showed that on the night. So four votes to him. Uh, but for the five votes for mine, I couldn't go past Jakey Stringer. Um, you know, he, he went in the guts and did a lot of work for us, mate. Um, so 29 disposals um, he racked up. Um, actually made seven tackles as well. Um, now, that's an area of his game he has been questioned on in the past, like his defensive efforts. Um, so, he, yeah, really chucked in there. But 687 metres gained, Um for his work in there, mate. Uh, absolutely huge. Kicked the four goals. Uh, had another missed, missed shot uh, and one goal assist. Um, so that's that's huge by any stretch of the imagination. But, yeah, just his, um, his class to sort of make something out of nothing and um, get those goals on the board when we desperately needed them um, was an absolutely brilliant game from Jake Stringer. So that's how I saw it, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, well, I have to agree. Stringer, definitely the five. Um, you know, I thought he was a clear standout. And uh, I think it's pretty clear if he didn't play or didn't produce that kind of performance, we probably would have lost the game. So it was a real match-winning performance. 
So, uh, yeah, five to Stringer. I gave four to Draper. I thought he was really important. Um, you know, just the way that he sent the ball down to our mids and, you know, his marking was, you know, fantastic. you got to remember he hasn't played since round two. Mm. Um, had a couple of scratch matches, basically, but, like, uh, not anywhere near AFL level and to come back and, and perform that. And you know, it's, it's got to be said, it's going to be exciting watching him go up against uh, Max Corn mm. um, coming up this week. But, yeah, I, I get so impressed was I that um, I saw that he said uh, – on the bomber video, mate, that uh, he was being known as Owen. Um, <laughs> Owen Ten, because he don't, yeah, he played ten games of the bombers prior to this one, and uh, the, the club hadn't registered a win with him in the side, so he uh, notched that off the belt. So well done, Owen. Um, <laughs> you've lost that title, but yeah, great effort by him. Um, I actually go three votes to Jordan Ridley. I, I again, I just thought he's. Uh, He's classy using the footy, but also just the his decision making, and um, I just think he intercepted a few plays when Hawthorne had a lot of the control. Um, and you know, despite being quite a young age, he's, he's getting that general. You feel like he's a bit of a general down back, um, mm. the way that he you know positions himself and uh, backs himself to use the ball well. So, yeah, really. Really impressed with Jordan Ridley's game. I gave two votes to Nick Hind, and it could have easily, you know, been more, mate, because as you say, seven hundred and forty-five meters gained. Um, every time he got the ball, uh, it's like he backed himself, and mm. you got to love watching that. Um, even the one where he was called for uh, running too far or too far. He, um, you know, again, it was exciting to watch that. Um, and what the TV screen doesn't show you is what. Uh, it was available to him. So he probably wasn't just going to bomb it down some Hawthorne player's throat. So probably, you know, two minds and that's what, you know, got him to get caught because I think he could have kept running if he wanted to, but uh, yeah, the Hawks tried to really lock him down. But uh, he's great to watch, isn't he? And um, mm. I think we all enjoy that. So, and then obviously my vote, one vote went to Harry Jones. So again, I thought he was... Um, you know, by far his best game. Uh, his his aerial marking was fantastic, and um, despite that twenty meter miss where he really should have put it away and would have given us a bit more breathing space, um, he'll learn from that, mate. Um, yeah, he's been pretty accurate since round one, um, and like I said, it was just that goal. He he'll have to learn to go back and make them a certainty. But a uh, uh, fantastic game from Harry, um, and he's really uh, you know, making a way for his side, you know, for him to be a permanent fixture in the side. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, no, fantastic, fantastic work. So, yeah, a few differences there, but uh, yeah, certainly, uh, yeah. Apologies, um, go to Ridley for myself. Um, you did play a great game, but yeah, it's it's kind of good um these games where you can raffle up you know who's who's the one you, you found most important and you get different ideas so that's uh, uh, fantastic all right so i'll go through the uh the votes mate um see how we're tallying up at uh, uh at this stage of the season uh so with just the one vote so we got uh will snelling uh on two votes so shield and Wright. three votes we got phillips with four votes we've got uh, mason redmond 
Uh, five votes each. We've got Francis, Jones, and Cox. Uh, Sammy Draper is out on six votes. Uh, with 10 votes each, uh, Heppel and Perkins. Langford is sitting on 12 votes. Hooker on 15. Tipper on 18. Stringer on 20. Lav on 22. McGrath with 26. Ridley, 35. Hind on 52. Merritt on 66. And Parrish remains out in front with uh, 71 votes. Wow. So, um, yeah, with your three votes, mate, uh, Parrish has got a five-point gap, has he, on, uh, on Zach Merritt? Certainly does, mate. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, heating up at the top there. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that's the other good thing about this win was that um, despite getting your votes, mate, not, neither um, Parrish or Merritt were dominant, like where they were getting their 40 possessions or you know, anything like that. They, they still use the ball uh, pretty inconsistently, I've got to say. But um, I just thought that uh, you know, those boys um, have clearly been the two best players this year, I thought, um, mm. and that... You know, they're, um, they've got a big task coming up on Saturday night against Melbourne and they're, um, you know, the Petrarchas and the Olivers and, mm. you know, um, Brayshaw. So uh, it's going to be big, big contest uh, on Saturday night, but I am looking forward to it. Certainly will, mate. So why don't we have a break and we'll come back with our By the Numbers feature. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And as we always finish up on, it's time to go by the numbers. And, mate, for the first time this year, we won't be mentioning Andy McGrath. No, mate, poor bugger. Um, you know, I think they um, said during the week, it's, uh, uh, was it like a PCL? So yeah, PCL, yeah. Looks like he's out for the year um, mm. at the end of the season. But fortunately, it wasn't an ACL, mate. So um, should be right for. You know, pre-season, um, that would be uh, you know, much more desirable than knowing he's got an ACL. So, mm. uh, yeah, sad to see Andy not part of uh, by the numbers going forward this year. But we do start with a player who hasn't been in the side for a long time in Sam Draper with number two. And um, yeah, we both gave him votes and... Yeah, I thought he was brilliant on the day. Um, first time back into the side, as I said, since round two. And, um, yeah, he was pretty dominant. Yeah, he was, mate. It was fantastic. And, um, you know, just the, the way he really threw himself about, like particularly in that first half, um, it was it was really, uh, you know, using his aggression. Uh, there was one particular play there. I can't remember who the Hawthorne player was. It was, uh, you know, Draper just basically got up in his face and said, no, nah, not in my house, mate. Uh, so uh, that's, it's just great to see uh, just the way he was going for his marks. And um, it was a real presence um, in the air. And, um, yeah, and obviously in the uh, in the sort of rack contest there, like making – like to get nine clearances is pretty bloody huge. So uh, he looked really solid out there. So a fantastic game from Sammy Draper. Yeah, welcome back, Sam. And, yeah. Uh, uh, as I said, I'm really looking forward to the contest between him and Max Gorn uh, coming up this week. So um, let's hope uh, 
Sam Draper's ready for that and he doesn't have a second game back. Because sometimes players, when they come back from their injury, they have a really good first game and second one's a bit harder for them. But um, I'll back Sammy in to have a, another big game next week. Uh, Darcy Parrish, um, after you know stringing a few games with plus 35 disposals, uh, first time he was kept to about 24, I think, on the day. Mm-hmm. Um but as you said, Moni is still a very valuable player. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. Um, you know, in and under with his, with his lightning hands. Um, he made a couple of tackles and, uh, you know, got his, uh, you know, customary um, good level of clearances there. So, um, no, this bloke continues to, to run out games really strongly. And uh, to be able to pounce on that one at the end there and kick that winning goal was uh, fantastic to see. So, yeah, really good game from Das. Yep, uh, Kyle Langford. Um, he was one I considered for a vote, mate. I thought, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, quite serviceable on the day. Um, he, you know, he seems to have been in a better uh, patch of form at the moment. Um, you know, probably early in the year, probably looked a little bit off pace, but um, yeah, I think, you know, again, including yesterday, he's certainly, uh, you know, in our top, you know, ten players. I'd say um, pretty comfortably. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I thought, um, you know, particularly early in the game, um, you know, he seemed to be really using his, his run, and um, it there was that play where he um, had the ball just outside fifty, and actually put on a bit of a burst of speed to to run around, and that's the one he was able to um, kick into the forward line, and uh, Harrison Jones was able to mark that one. Um, so. You know, his disposal was um, was really good. Ended up racking up the 19 disposals, um, a couple of clearances, uh, which was good to see. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got a, a really good ability to, um, you know, run out the game. And um, so he's 93% of game time there. So it shows his fitness base is really good. Actually had the six score involvements. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a couple of con- uh, contested possessions. So, um, no, I thought it was really a really solid game from Kyle Langford. He continues to present an option. Um, and uh, yeah, he's able to use that sort of uh, strong frame uh, to stand up in tackles, which I, I think is really important. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really solid game from, from Kyle. Uh, it's got to be said, mate, a player is really struggling. Um, I know it was his first game back for a while, but Dev Smith, um, gee, he looks a shadow of the player that he was in 2018, mate, and. You know, we know he's had those knee problems and um, had to do a bit of work on them and instead coming back from a hamstring injury. But, um, yeah, he just looked off pace um, and he just, you know, some of his decision-making was pretty poor, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I dare say I'm, I'm sure he'll get another opportunity, but, uh, yeah, he, he didn't show much on the day, I didn't think, Dave Smith. No, he... He didn't. I mean, there was a couple of things here and there, like he, that that clever little topo to hooker. But you know, at the end of the day, like he didn't get many uh, possessions. Like he got the the thirteen um, possessions, but his disposal efficiency was at thirty eight percent. So um, yeah, when he when he did get it, he wasn't able to use it very well. Um, so he did have six contested possessions. So. Uh, certainly his effort was there and um but you know for for dev smith to have made only the one tackle like that's very un dev smith like so um you sort of wonder whether he 
um, you know, played him back too early or he's not fully fit um, or, you know, what the, what the go is. I mean, obviously you look at our uh, sort of injury list and it's pretty substantial, mate. Um, so, uh, you know, you look at the VFL level, there's not many guys who'd be banging down the door to um, take the spot, but um, look, you never know after, um, you know, after this week, you know, guys like, you know, Durham or someone might put their hands up, but um, he yeah, certainly wasn't Dev Smith's greatest game in the red and black. Um, yeah, I, I do feel for him. I, I actually really rate him as a player, but uh, yeah, unfortunately just didn't come uh, come together for him on the day. No, um, and like, a, we don't like to see our players not play well, so please don't misinterpret it. I'm spotting him, but um, I've got to call a spade a spade, mate. And, you know, just didn't think he um, was able to have a real impact on the game. Um, you know, Zach Merritt, fresh off to signing the uh, six-year contract deal, mate. Um, yeah, he found plenty of the footy. Uh, still, I think, 27 disposals. Um, but, yeah, his uh, accuracy by foot was certainly not as uh, as good as he usually is, I thought. I thought some of his um, handling of the footy was, again, a little bit uncharacteristic, uh, uncharacteristic sorry, um, from, you know, from what he usually would produce. But, um, yeah, he was still, you know, an important player in the team. Yeah, like he was he was important. Um, so he went at 67% efficiency. Uh, had the 12 uh, contested possessions, um, you know, five intercepts, five score involvement. So, you know, he, he was uh, certainly serviceable and um, to have racked up those 27 disposals in what was said to be a pretty greasy sort of position, uh, conditions rather, uh, with the three tackles, three clearances, um, you know. But as you say, like there was just moments in the game where, yeah, he had, had the opportunity to uh, sort of come through the middle of the ground and hit a target, just wasn't able to um, hit those, um, yeah, which uh, doesn't mean that he had a bad game or anything like that. But it's just, um, yeah, there, there are opportunities that, uh, yeah, we really need to be taking if we're going to, um, you know, improve as a, as a side. Um, so he did have a solid game, uh, but uh, yeah, not uh, um, yeah, not uh, you know one of his best, but certainly not one of his worst. So no, solid game from Zach. And now Tom Cutler was credited with another game to his tally, mate, but he was not called <coughs> upon. So um, yeah, uh, not much more we can say about Tom. But um, yeah, well done on making the, the yeah being the sub. Uh, <laughs> As um as little as that um probably counts for, but as I said, I think you get a match payment too, mate. So oh, yeah, at least his, right. at least his bank balance is uh probably a little bit better. But um yeah, he'd be one player that you know potentially that might ask for a game this week. You know, if um some of our players um got low disposals on the day, um it'd be interesting to see if um they take that into account when they're naming the side on Thursday. But um. Yeah, like Nick Cox, um, he found that the going tough down in Tassie um, just wasn't his day, you know, just things didn't work out for him. But, uh, yeah, I think that this is part of his uh, development as well, like learning when things aren't going for you, just keep uh, battling away and, and hopefully it turns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, certainly not. Um, not his um, yeah, greatest game for the club, but uh, yeah, only went at the 53% disposal efficiency. 
uh, from his 14 disposals or so. Uh, but, you know, I don't think anyone's worried about that. You know, he, um, you yeah, know, certainly um, there were moments where he was uh, yeah, pretty handy, you know, using that big frame of his. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, it was, as I said, he'll, he'll learn from that. You'll get better from it. Um, you'll learn how to position yourself better. Um, so, yeah, that's just a learning experience from Nick Cox and, yeah, no concerns about him. No. Um, Jordan Ridley, I gave votes to. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, he's just a pillar down back. Um, and, like, it's great to see him finding his form again because I thought initially after that head knock he got against um, Brisbane... Uh, yeah, it's taken him a few weeks to get straight back into it. And, uh, yeah, I think he's certainly one of those ones that's starting to really escalate in his improvement. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a really solid game from uh, from Ridley. And, yeah, he's 25 disposals, so he took four four marks. Um, yeah, 493 metres gained, which is pretty bloody handy off your half-back line. Um, but I think the... The thing that always stands out with Jordan Ridley's is his decision making. Uh, you know, he went at eighty-four uh, percent with his disposal efficiency, um, and had a, a ten sort of intercept possession, possessions. Um, you know, and he's, he's just so clever. Like there was that uh, bit of play um, where the ball was basically right on Hawthorne's goal line, and he sort of um, yeah shimmied around. Um, and could have easily rushed it through, but decided to keep it in play and kicked it out to Heppel in the end. And we were able to work it back up our end of the ground. And uh, it's just, you know, little clever bits of play like that where you think, you know, he's, he's something special, this bloke. And, uh, yeah, he put together another really solid game for us. So, um, no, well done, Jordan Ridley. Jaden Laverde, he wasn't as noticeable, um, you know, with the ball, but uh, yeah, he tried his hardest as he always does. And, um, yeah, like, had a couple of goals kicked on him, mate, but um, yeah, it wasn't through lack of effort. And um, you know, he just I noticed he didn't take as many marks as he had in the previous weeks. No, he didn't, but uh, you know, he, he was outsized again. You know, at various stages, he was playing against O'Brien or uh, even McAvoy when he uh, sort of floated down forward sometimes, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, and you know, while Lav will always go for the contest, uh, you know, he is undersized as a sort of key defender, if that's what they want to play him as. Um, so, yeah, as you say, while he didn't have the uh, sort of big numbers or, um, yeah, huge, huge marks or anything like that, he was, I thought he was uh, fairly serviceable for us. Um, so, uh, not just a, a solid game from Jaden Laverde for mine. Yeah, uh, Archie Perkins was another one of the younger players that found it pretty tough going as well. Um, but everything he does do uh, makes you think there's a real player there. And uh, he's only spotted a few times on the TV screen, mate. But uh, yeah, he he will again have to just add that game to, to his belt and um, you know try and learn from it because uh, you know it must have been hard to find a footy down there. Yeah, absolutely, and. Uh... You know, certainly, uh, you know, it wasn't through lack of effort. Um, he was certainly trying to get involved. Um, but I think the whether it was a combination of slippery conditions, uh, unfamiliar ground or, um, you know, any number of things uh, just wasn't his night. But got no worries about Archie Perkins. Um, he's certainly going to be a great player in the future. Yeah. Um, 
James Stewart, I thought he was quite serviceable down back. Um, you know, he, he had some key plays, mate, but, um, you know, really important touches and marks that, you know, were very important because uh, Hawthorne had a lot of play uh, up forward and he seemed to intercept quite a few. So I thought that was James Stewart's one of his better games. Yeah, it was. I thought he was, uh, yeah, again, really solid. Um, yeah, took those seven marks, which is um, yeah, really important. Uh, 17 disposals in the end. So um, it shows he's, he's really continuing to work and, um, you know, he's, he's second, third efforts are, um, you know, just, just great for, for a big man learning his craft down there. Uh, had the 354 metres gain. So, um, yeah, I actually think he, he uses the ball fairly well. You know, he went at, you know, 76% disposal efficiency, but um, I think the his decision-making when he does have the ball in his hands, uh, getting it out of our 50 uh, is quite good. Um, I had the nine intercepted possessions um, to go with nine contested possessions. So um, I thought he, he played a, a very uh, solid game for us and um, certainly as he continues to, do, to develop as a key backman, um, yeah, I'm sure that'll only improve. So a uh, good game from Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, um, yeah, Nick Hind, again, we both gave votes to um, amass that 745 metres gain, mate, and mm. kicked a lovely goal after a you know, dashing run. Um, yeah, what a find he's been. Uh, you know, St Kilda must be absolutely kicking themselves uh, and feel like they got shortchanged mm. um, knowing what they've given up. But I guess for us, mate, why don't we take this guy any earlier? Yeah, a few years back. Yeah, well, it's one of those things, a sliding door kind of moment. You know, would he have um, you know, come on as, as good as he have um, has, rather, uh, if he got that opportunity so much earlier? Or was it because he had to fight so hard to get on a AFL list um, that he is really relishing his opportunity at AFL, AFL level? Um, you know, certainly, um, I don't know, from the limited... A vision I saw of his VFL uh, career with us. Um, yeah, he'd do some nice things every now and then, but he wasn't always involved um, in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, compare that to the player he's now. Um, he's absolutely striving to you know, get every single fingernail uh, touch, you know, boot on the on the ball to get the ball going forward for for Essendon, and uh, yeah, certainly very important cog in our machine um, and he played a fantastic game for us um, on the weekend against Hawthorne. Um, yeah, not much more I can say about him, but uh, absolutely wrapped to have this bloke in the side and yeah, hope he uh, yeah sticks around for, for years to come. And now Peter Wright uh, returned from injury. Um, I've got to say, mate, he, he took a couple of nice marks, but yeah, it was one of his forgettable games because like, um, yeah, you know, despite taking those couple of marks around the ground, you didn't see much of him. Yeah, that's um, that's a that's a fair criticism I'd say. Um, you know, the other thing, only thing I'd say there is that, you know, while not overly effective, um, he did provide a second ruck option. Uh, and the thing that um, I have uh, liked about Peter Wright is that he doesn't give away stupid frees uh, in the ruck contest. Um, you know, he generally makes a, a good handle of himself. Um, and certainly, you know, Segler and McAvoy are very experienced ruckmen. Uh, they've been around for a fair while now and uh, combined well together. So, look, you know, not 
not Peter Wright's um, greatest game, but he'd done some nice things. Um, and uh, no, it was good. I think it's good to see him back. And uh, yeah, I'm certainly happy to um, yeah see him play a few games for us because uh, his point of difference is his height. He's uh, um, yeah, he's starting to take his marks, which is excellent. Um, and then when he goes down forward, which you know we didn't see much of this game, but um, yeah, he has been. Uh, shown to be able to kick a few goals for us. So I think he is worth persevering with, uh, but certainly not his uh, greatest game in terms of output uh, on uh, on Sunday night. Yeah, well, um, Darcy Parrott... Oh, sorry, Darcy Parrott. Dylan... Oh, my God. Dyson <laughs> Heppel. Uh, geez. Sorry, run. Um, yeah, Dyson Heppel uh, continued his good run of form, I thought. Um, he was another player that I considered votes for. Um, again, a He's just such a uh, general down there as well. Him and Ridley work well together. Um, and while he's not as classy as a user of the footy as Ridley, um, his decision-making is generally pretty spot on. And, um, yeah, it's uh, great to have the captain down there. Um, yeah, steering that you know, defence that hasn't had a lot of time playing together. So, um, yeah, it's a really good position for him. And, yeah, I thought he was pretty important um, to our win. Yeah, he certainly was, mate. Um, yeah, as I said earlier, you know, he, he'd come up the ground every now and then to take a couple of important marks. Like to take eight marks uh, for the match was brilliant. Um, made a few tackles, uh, had a few clearances. Uh, 542 metres gained, so he's um, certainly helping us, uh, you know, get the ball going our way, which is which is excellent. Um, yeah, had that shot on goal, but um, you know, wasn't able to uh, to make it count, but. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, he's used the ball well. So went at 71% with his uh, kicking efficiency. Um, had the 10 contested possessions uh, to go with five score involvement. So uh, certainly, um, uh, yeah, I, I, to go, sorry, three score involvements, that is, um, to go with seven contested possessions. Read that wrong, my apologies. Uh, but certainly, a, um, I thought it was a really solid game from, from Hep and, uh it's just good to see him out there, um, you know, leading the boys. Yeah, now, Harry Jones, we know he's been uh, nominated for the Rising Star uh, on the back of a great game against the Hawks. Uh, and his marking was, you know, the highlight, I thought, of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Just his, uh, his ability to fly and, and take those grabs. Um, and just looks so, uh, you know, solid and um, confident in his abilities. Uh, absolutely brilliant to see. Um, you know, it certainly... Uh, you know, he, I think he does still get a bit of the nerves. Um, you know, he really should have kicked that goal in that fourth quarter when it was about 20 metres out in front. Um, so I'd say a bit of nerves uh, crept in there. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll be able to steady those and, um, yeah, kick a, uh, kick a number of goals for us going in the future. But this was certainly a uh, fantastic game to watch for us. So, uh, yeah, great game from Harrison Jones. And now Jake Stringer, um, obviously, uh, you know, the clear heads and shoulders, the best of, uh, on the ground and uh, most important player. He was uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, couldn't ask him to do much more. Probably in the, if the only criticism I would have, I think it was in the third term, there's a few head rushes that um, probably made the wrong decision on. But um, no, I think uh, Stringer's had a fantastic game and, it really points to the fact that we really need to sign this guy because uh, he's that you know, X factor that you need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, he played a fantastic game. He was just everywhere on the night. I was I was really happy to see um, like just how far his fitness base has, has grown from uh, you know what we've seen in the past, where you know we we might chuck him in the middle for a little bit, but it was just uh, it was only ever a burst player, like, and then he'd have to go on the bench for however long. Uh, but he seemed to really run out the game. Like he actually played 84% of game time. So um, yeah, no, he played a fantastic role for us and um, yeah, kept that up all game, got all the other guys involved, um, you know, um, yeah, goal assists and um, had the, actually had 12 score involvements, which is bloody huge and 18 contested possessions, Jane. So um, just a fantastic game from Jakey Stringer and, um, yeah, certainly looking forward to uh, to him uh, yeah, building on that uh, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, Kyle Hooker, it wasn't his uh, day really, like, it, um, but he he still took a couple of big clunks and clunking marks that we're expecting uh, uh, from him. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't a big goal fest for him um, against the Hawks. No, he was a bit starved of opportunity, um, but you know what he did do was, um, you know. His leading patterns allowed uh, Jones to, to fly for his marks. And um, look, I'm sure he structures up our forward line um, like really well. Uh, and that's certainly something we, we do need um, that to, to keep that structure because you know, we've certainly seen in the past where um, everyone was just out for, geez, I'm not getting a kick. I need to do X, Y, and Z. And we'd see guys, you know, be dragged up the ground and then we'd have no one to kick to. So uh, Kale Hooker provides that steadying influence uh, down there. So while not a, an outstanding game from him uh, in terms of stats or output, um, look, I'm, I'm sure his leadership is certainly appreciated by the club and those in the forward 50. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll uh, be kicking bags um, again in no time. Yeah, Mason Redmond, uh, I wasn't dominant down back, but I thought he did his job well. Um, yeah, a bit of a link play, but yeah, he, he wasn't that noticeable on anything during the day. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah, and certainly wasn't able to use his his ability to you know run and carry the footy um, all that often. Uh, did have two hundred ninety four meters gained, which is good. Um, but um, you know, from his seventeen possessions, um, you know, his impact wasn't that. Huge. Um, yeah, had the three intercepted possessions um, and, uh, yeah, four contested possessions. Used the ball pretty well, so at 82%. But, um, no, really, um, you know, it, he's certainly um, a bloke that doesn't, um, you know, shy away from the contest. Um, but, you know, all I can really say is he had a serviceable game for us, um, you know, without being outstanding. Yeah, uh, uh, Ned Carl came into the side. Um, as I said earlier, mate, it was a bit of a surprise selection, uh, from my point of view, anyway. But, um, yeah, it was good to see that they'd thrown him forward. Remember, that initially, uh, he was starting down in the half back flank or back pocket, mm. uh, start of the year, and by well, midway, they'd decided to send him forward. He did kick a very nice goal mm. uh, under a bit of pressure, but um, it was probably a day that he probably felt he probably could have done a bit more, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. Like, you know, you're obviously going from uh, VFL to, to AFL level. Um, you know, it's a slippery 
uh, slippery deck. Um, and as a yeah, small forward, you're relying on your, on your skills and ability to read the ball. So I think it's a bit uh, difficult um, for small forwards in a, in a game like that to really stand out. Um, and, and certainly when you're not up to speed to, to read the play. So, um, look, not a, not a fantastic performance from, from Ned, but um, yeah, it's definitely not down to a lack of effort or anything like that. Um, but it's just one of those things where uh, when you're a small forward, you you got to try and um, you know scrap and get anything you can out of any opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll get better. Um, you know, if given more chances, but uh, yeah, unfortunately there might be some some blokes waiting in the wings um, who might be able to make more of an impact at AFL level. But I guess we'll uh, leave that. Uh, to be seen on on Thursday night. Yeah, well, depending on uh, where um, Will Snelling is, I guess he'll be one that they'll look at if he's um, if he's fit. Um, we've already mentioned Sam Durham, and then also you're looking at um, when Dylan Shield can't be too far away. Apparently, he's getting closer, mate. So uh, he'll be a handy uh, addition to the side. But uh, as we move forward, Brendan Zerk Thatcher. Um, yeah, he had the nine disposals, five kicks, four uh, four handballs, and uh, the four marks. Um, he he looks like a player that is told not to kick the footy. Um, <laughs> and like I, I've seen him, you know, fluff some kicks, but I don't know if that's a healthy thing um, when you tell a player don't kick it, wait for a receiver, because it it's quite evident to me that um, he can't play free flowing footy. Now. I wonder if that's a direction, but um, yeah, every time he takes them off, even when he, he probably should keep going to get the ball moving, he, he does hang back and wait to assess his options, and I think that may be under an instruction. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, so, yeah, I guess we, we don't know. Um, but, yeah, in any case, I, he does look... Well, I guess to me, he's like a player who's... Um, not sure if he's at the level or not. Um, like he gives it a red hot crack, but um, I think it's hard for a bloke like Zerk Thatcher in his situation to to find that confidence um, to you know try and demand that position. Um, you know, he probably does feel that he's the you know twenty fourth, twenty fifth man on the list, and he's making up the numbers. Um, yeah, I, I thought he played a serviceable game for us. Uh, um, you know, getting in a few. Um, okay, so fists here and there, and um, yeah, you know, I, I thought, um, yeah, he was able to get you know three contested possessions, um, uh, even a score involvement, which is pretty good for a defender, mate. Um, but um, to me, he's uh, you know, it's it's sort of hard to judge him when he's he's come back into the side and, he, and he's in and he's out, um, to know where he sort of fits and uh. Yeah, I think he's uh, just trying to plug a hole and uh, doing that to the best of his ability. Um, so not a fantastic game, but I thought he was certainly um, important for us in terms of structure um, on the night because he's like it's blokes like him that play that role that allows uh, you know Ridley to uh, try and intercept or um, Hind to you know go through his run. So um, I think from a structural point of view, he's important for us um, and certainly gave it a crack. Yeah. Um, also, the you know, 
I think the thing for Brendan Zerk Thatcher is um, largely got his game basically because Aaron Francis uh, took a mental health break, mm. um, which is good on Aaron for recognising that and um, addressing that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how long Aaron needs off. Like obviously, his health is more important than anything else. But if it was just a one week and he's back in against the D's, um, I guess uh, Brendan Thatcher would have that in the back of his mind. But um, like I said, he's a handy depth player at this stage. Um, it'll be interesting to see if time tells if he goes on to be a, a more permanent fixture in the Bombers lineup. Braden mm. uh, Ham again, mate. Um, Low possessions, um, you know, he he does go through these periods of games where he finds it really hard to find a footy, especially when there's a, it's a real contested game. Um, well, he waits for a bit of size to come to his body, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, for mine, it was, it was a pretty disappointing game uh, from him. Um, certainly the one thing that he's known for is his running power. Uh, and I just didn't think he used that. Uh, particularly well on the on the night, um, yeah. Whether it's because he he feels outsized in the contest or not, um, yeah, you still got that ability to get to more contests. Uh, so, um, yeah, playing that wing position, your your prime uh, sort of aim is to you know, help us get the ball from one end to the other, um, and to have only got the 198 meters gained on the night, um, uh, I, yeah. I, I think he's capable of much more than that. Um, so, look, I don't think it was his greatest game for us. Um, you know, hopefully he'll, um, you know, be able to, uh, you know, put forward some better performances. But he's certainly one that, um, you know, maybe on the um, on the minds of coaches as they look for, you know, if we bring in X player, um, who do we take out? So, um, uh, yeah, I guess we'll leave that to be seen for the selection table. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um, Mac Welfie, again, gives his all. Yeah, he got a goal mm. on the day. Um, but it's just, uh, like I said, a couple of skill errors here and there. But I think you've got to take that with Guelph. Um, you know, he, but you know that he's 100% committed to, uh, you know, making a contest. And, um, yeah, he probably will never be in a master of uh, possessions, but, um, yeah, I think he does the one percenters very well, and I can see why a Truck likes him in the side. Yeah, he's a he's a heart and soul player, uh, Guelph. Uh, you know, had the four intercepts possessions, three score involvements, uh, eight contested possessions, and um, you know, I guess as uh, as good looking as the Prince of Perth may be, might um, you know, he's he's not the um, I guess, uh, the most stylish in terms of his ball use or anything like that. There was a couple of moments where he'd done some good things, so beelining that footy and, um, you know, showing some aggression. But then with the pill, he, um, he sort of rushes it and uh, yeah, tends to, you know, overhand ball or, you know, um, do a, a shallow kick or something like that. And, uh, you know, if he can clean those areas of his games up, I, I think he can be uh, a really handy player for us. Um, you know, as it is, you know, he, he certainly wouldn't um, let his opponent have an easy game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think he's serviceable for us uh, without being uh, outstanding. Yeah. Uh, Tipper, um, 
I think we're up to Tipper, isn't it, mate? That's it, mate. Yeah. He um like kicked a couple of goals. Uh yeah, he did everything that you'd want a small forward to do, mate. Uh didn't get a lot of the footy, but um he was locked down on. Uh yeah, he's still such a dangerous player that you could see the Hawks very weary of him every time the ball went forward. Yeah, absolutely. And and why wouldn't you be? I mean, from his seven disposals, um, you know, he had uh, you know, four score involvements. So he kicked the two goals, um, had a had another shot, but just missed the um you know, for a minor score and that goal assist. Um so yeah, that's pretty good going for a small forward with uh, limited opportunities. Um you know, I think the only thing that um you know is a is a frustration uh with Tibber is uh, he can go to ground very easy in terms of like he, it's just like he uh, he's not wearing the appropriate stops uh, in his boots and um, you know he slips over every now and then. But uh, in terms of um, his impact on the game, well, I thought he was fairly solid for a, a small forward with limited opportunities uh, to to make the most of those. Um, so yeah, I'd say a, a solid game from Tipper and certainly those uh, when you're getting a couple of goals a game, uh, that's very handy. Well, I think that's it, isn't it, mate? I that's missed, it. Haven't missed anyone. Um, it's always a pretty long process now. We you talk through twenty-three players, but um, you know the feedback we get, mate, is people really enjoy that one. So um, yeah, we'll continue to do by the numbers. But uh, yeah, um, I guess it's nice, as I said at the start of the show, we're six and seven. Um, we can, you know, know where we're going to be, um, like against really good caliber sides in you know the coming weeks in the in the demons and the cats and we'll see how competitive we are against those sides and you know wouldn't it be great if we could surprise one of them mate and um, bring home a victory yeah absolutely now uh, reckon uh, yeah if we can bring that sort of effort um, yeah there's no reason why we can't take it right up to them all right well um, yeah thanks for listening and until next time go bombers go dons <laughs>